at the Clear Sky Lodge. This show brought to you in part by the great people at Clear Sky Lodge, where the steaks are the best in Alaska. Don't forget Wednesday food specials and pool tournaments on Friday nights at 7.30. Clear Sky Lodge, located at milepost 280 Parks Highway, Anderson, Alaska. Open seven days a week, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Give them a call at 907-582-2251. Tell them your friends at The Pulse sent you. Welcome to The Pulse, headline news. Thank you all for joining us all around the world. Let's start off with some music today, then we'll get rolling into the show. Enjoy, everybody. Let's do this. Bienvenido a las noticias de titulares de Pulso. Gracias por ser parte de la familia Pulso. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whomever I choose. And I can even eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. But nothing, I said nothing can Take away these blues Because nothing compares Nothing compares to you It's been so lonely without you Like a bird without a song Nothing can stop these lonely tears from falling Tell me baby Where did I go wrong? You see I could put But they'd only remind me of you I went to the doctor Guess what he told me Guess what he told me He said, girl, you better try to have fun No matter what you do But he's a fool Cause nothing Nothing comes 
Everybody, welcome to the Pulse Headline News. Today's Wednesday, July 26th. Want to thank all those in the room: Daddy Hoff, Annie J, Russell with the Outside of Normal, 86 Bad Love, Marley. See you in here as well. We also got Miss Dixie Aberrant, Paul G, Eric the Podfather, Crazy Lady, Lucky Me, and Tex Galdana, Shane the Bald Guy, James Beard, Bart. And, of course, my partner in crime, Tucson Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. How you Good doing? morning. How you doing? You know what? Uh, I tell you what, it feels like Wednesday. It's hump day. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's just, uh, we're going to dispense with the with the madness this morning. Thank you, Lucky Me. Uh, thank you for the gifts going out there. We appreciate you guys all uh, joining us today on Wednesday, Hump Day. Uh, double show Wednesday. Uh, we've got the new show that to, right now. Look at us live. We're here. Uh, Marley says it's his Friday already. Good job, man. Must be nice. Well. Uh, Scott, it's my Friday every day. Sounds good anyway. Let's just go with it. James Beard, welcome. Uh, what day is it? <laughs> Scott, do you know what day it is? Tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's National Coffee Milkshake Day. Have you had a coffee milkshake? Oh, he's going mute on me. <laughs> he's starting off early. <laughs> 
That's right. Today is National Coffee Milkshake Day, along with National All or Nothing Day. That's right. Give it your all or nothing today. It's also National Aunt and Uncle Day. And let's see, Holistic Therapy Day. They they actually gave it a day. Scott, are you into holistic uh, uh, holistic therapy? Do you like no? No, it, it doesn't work for you. No, that was quick. On and off. <laughs> He's muting me right off the bat. <laughs> All right, tell you what, we got a lot of stuff to get through. Uh, There was a reason why we played that song at the opening. Uh, uh, Miss Divine, welcome to the show. Let's go ahead and get right into it, Scott. Uh, Let's do our news. We got a lot to cover today. All right, what you got? Um, That's you. Yeah, no, that that really set my mood for today's show. yeah, uh, Sinead O'Connor has passed away, um, and uh, I'm sitting here reading about her recent life, and wow. Uh, that yeah. recording was on Good Morning Britain, Yeah, and it was, uh, man, man, was she pulling the emotion into a song that, you know, I kind of thought was a joke to be honest yeah <laughs> and, yeah and you I, thought it was I, I, coming through and then the ticker started hitting yeah, yeah and and uh yeah that her, that performance three years ago that that was absolutely amazing what a, yeah. what a recording um uh so to get into this uh obviously an irish music legend Sinead o'connor she has died at age 56 she was best known for her 1990 hit, Nothing Compares to You. Uh, the cause of her death has not yet been reported. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of what has been going on in her life. Okay. Um, so her death comes a year after... Um, her son, Shane, who was 17, took his own life. Right. Um, in January 2022, he escaped a hospital while on suicide watch. Um, at the time of her death, she had changed her name to Shuhada Sadakt. And that was um, in 2018. She converted to Islam and changed her name. Um, she was thought to be living in two different places, uh, Roscommon, Ireland and London. Mm-hmm. Um, her last tweet was a picture of her and her son. Uh, it stated been living as undead night creature since he was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. Hmm. Humble dog, welcome. Lando, welcome. Wow. Yeah. That's a shocker. 56 years old. You know. Also, also stated, we were one soul in two halves. He was the only person who ever loved me unconditionally. Yeah. I am lost in the bardo without him. 
So, yeah. Okay. Well, if you're wondering why we opened with the show, that's uh, that's why we opened it up. Uh, like I said, this is breaking uh, literally out there. And I'm sure there'll be more updates to come on it. Uh, sad day, uh, for especially for those that uh, grew up maybe listening to her music. Uh, she was an amazing artist. Uh, she really was. And um, some pretty cool things that happened with her over time. Um, you know, at, in the music industry, how she came out. You know, a lot of her looked at, a lot of people looked at her kind of a, as a freak when she first came out on the music scene. Do you remember when she first came out on the music scene? When she had the shaved head and this and that. And, uh, right, right. A lot like of even people, that, even that at that point in time in the 90s was, was, right. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. She got a lot of attention from a, even a lot of people that, even though her music was very, I would say, mainstream pop oriented. Uh, yeah. She got a lot of attention from a lot of uh, people who liked alternative music at the time. Right. Uh, just because of her antics. Uh, I saw Eric Kirk was talking about her, her tearing of the Pope picture and uh, all the debacle she did on Saturday Night Live, which was, you know. Right. At the time, yeah. I was so young, I really didn't maybe understand the full meaning of. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, she uh, she originally was signed to Insign Records. Um, and so all of, and that first album that she made sold 7 million copies. Right. Yeah, blew them out the door. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I, I think if if I could say like, um, I think one of the most shocking things about her was um, how incredibly raw everything about her was, and yeah, and in, and intimate at the same time. Yeah, um, and that's and that that was kind of like I I, I guess would have been her her uh, kind of personality and who she was in the nineties. Um, yeah. Also to the last 18 years of her life, she has been suffering from numerous uh, trials and battles with uh, mental health. Right. So. Which wasn't really out there. She kind of held that, you know, it was kind of held secretive back there that she was having some issues every once in a while it would pop up, but nothing was really put out about it. It's funny how we talk about that because there are so many that are in the industry that, um, have, have, you know, expired over the last two years. Uh, when it comes down to this, that, uh, the mental health is, you know, you know what it's like being in the music industry. I know what it's like being in it. Uh, I know what it's like being in the film industry as well. And the pressures that it throws out there, you know, it really jacks you up. I mean, if you right. think about it, it, it does because it's a, it's something that, um, you know, it just tags on you and follows you. You're always just constantly looking over your shoulder, your head's on a swivel 360 degrees just to see who is there to tear you down and knock you down so that you can't get up so someone else can just climb up the ladder you know and yeah. 
and, it, and it's also a tremendous amount of pressure, you know, especially back then. Basically, yeah. a lot of artists were were given money up front. Right. They were told to complete something. Uh, yeah. And then after and if you could complete that, um, then you you get, you know, your pennies start rolling in. Right. On what part of the industry you're in. And yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I think for her, it's almost like that's kind of always what I expected of her is that she just never wanted to commit again. Right. Back into back into music. Yeah. And and I think she was happy with I who she was. Lifestyle, so. Period. I mean, right. you know exactly what I mean. I mean, it's a little different on the punk scene, so to speak, because basically, if, you know, as well as I do, when we're a punk band. You don't give a rat's ass what people think. <laughs> it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Because generally punk's not in a mainstream or in a limelight. You know, how how often do you see, you know, stuff about uh, punk bands out in the, you know, in, on the mainstream news or on shows or this or that? Not, not unless it's like a special. We, we, we saw in the, the mid and late 90s. So we talked yeah. a little bit about that yesterday. So right, all those, right. All those bands were absolute yeah. corporate bands. Um, yeah. Exactly. But, but before that, yeah, it was, it was, was DIY. Show. DIY you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. There was no I mean, push. There was no that, you know, until, you know, punk pop came into the scene and we wanted to see some, you know, kids screaming their heads off or whatever. You know, that's when, that's when things started rolling a little different. It became, became trendy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. All righty, Scott. Uh, yep, we'll just keep tabs on it and see what else we can uh, find out, you know, and uh, see if there's any updates on it. Right. All right, let's move on into the news. First of all, I want to thank you guys, all everyone, for joining us here live at the Pulse Headline Not-So-Normal News today. Today's Wednesday, July 26th. It is hump day. Get your hump on. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, also want to thank all those 37 countries for listening to us. I want to thank all the new fan club members that uh, joined us. Uh, we had some new fan club members join the uh, group uh, yesterday, and I want to thank those. For all those that want to join the fan club, just click on my icon there and be a part of it. We appreciate that. And uh, I just got, I got word from Susie this morning that, uh, uh, we're sitting at number three right now. We still got some time left. Maybe we'll hit number one again, Scott. It'll be because of your, your bright and shining attitude. Just to let you know, you know, right. <laughs> I guess my new goal is to tank the show then. Oh, geez. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Let's talk. Oh, God. <laughs> Coffee milkshakes for everybody. There you go. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Between that and some moose lights, get yourself a milkshake and a, and a moose light and you'll be happy. <laughs> All right, Scott, let's get moving into the show. Uh, what do you got? Let's kick it off. Yeah, let's, uh, let's start with this guy. Um, this is uh, LeBron James, 18-year-old son. Right. Uh, he, he suffered a... Uh, cardiac arrest during a basketball workout yesterday. 
right. uh, about nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, he was unconscious. They had called a code three, which I'm sure you know what that means. I do. I do. That, mean, that means lights on and ready to go. Yep. Let it roll. Uh, so, um, he, uh, so I, what I wanted to do is break down what this actually means and why this is actually big news and not just like, Oh, it's just a son of somebody like, is he important? Um, yeah, he, he kind of was seeming to be important. He was a all-star high school basketball player. Um, he, uh, what school did he go to? Uh, USC. Yeah. So he Correct. went to USC. Um, he was, this is where it gets strange. So, okay. oh, to, uh, let me give you a current status. Uh, so he is still in the hospital and he is said to recover. Okay. There's Team no Oklahoma. other news. They, there, there, there is, there is a thought that he might possibly need surgery. Okay. So that, that is something, but he is stable. Um, uh, I don't think he has any risk of, of, uh, dying or getting any worse. I, I don't believe he's in intensive care anymore. Um, he, uh, he is now in stable condition, no longer in ICU. So, um, to give you a little bit of background, obviously he's LeBron James son, right? DWN, um, welcome. The other thing I think, um, that is sort of important is, uh, is who his best friend is. His okay. best friend is uh, Sharif O'Neal. Sharif O'Neal. Okay. Yeah. Unfamiliar. Sha Go for it. Sha Shaquille O'Neal's son. Oh, okay. Andrew, welcome to. All right. Okay. All right. Now, now, now you get in the groove. Okay. Okay. So he has been best friends. Sharif O'Neal has had a strange experience in his life. Um, he also had cardiac arrest. He also, um, don't believe he plays anymore. And he mm -hmm. has had a, uh, medical emergency surgery, a corrective heart surgery. Um, mm. and, and this is his best friend. Right. So, um, that, that's strange. Right. Uh, they were recently spotted, uh, recently this month, they went to a, a hip hop, a female hip hop star named Saweetie. Yeah. Uh, they went, they went to her birthday party and they were photographed by the paparazzi there hanging out together. Um, so, um, yeah, that's kind of just kind of give you a little bit of background on on right. the situation and, and why, why this is important. You can see um, Le LeBron James has, yeah. has stated that like, it's like one of his dreams to play in the NBA, like with his son. Yeah. And, and so uh, the relationship and, and the talk about all of this has been, you know, um, beforehand before the cardiac yeah. arrest was, was, a, okay. was extremely positive of how, a great of a basketball player um his son was becoming so um obviously we wish him the best recovery absolutely bart put an interesting career yeah bart put an interesting are these the first sons of these athletes of shaquille and of lebron i i, I don't i i don't know i just kind of wonder that would kind of put a timeline on it i mean if they're around that age yeah 
That's a good possibility. Good possibility. Unconfirmed. Don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, that is a, it's a strange coinky dink that uh, both sons have had that problem. You know, um, right. that's uh, that throws things off just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got there? Well, we might as well continue with uh, everybody's favorite celebrities. I mean, since we now do celebrity news, um, I've got I've got tons of you got some Pee Wee Herman in the yeah, background, which is something. like really odd, right? I never cover stuff like this. No, you know, no, that's may, what I'm maybe 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 that is Pee Wee Herman. I don't know. What, what well, are you, you throwing you, you throwing pics in there? <laughs> yeah, maybe that is Pee Wee Herman. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh uh, man! Uh, so this is a breaking breaking news uh, came out yesterday. Um, okay, Pope Francis uh, says that transgender people um, that God loves us as we are, according to the Vatican media. So mm. this is breaking news all over the world. Actually, who reported it was Reuters. Yeah. They they are the one who who did. Um, he, he, he released this statement um, in a podcast in which Francis listened and responded to the audio messages from young people ahead of a Catholic youth, youth festival, which he attended in Portugal. Mm. So... Um, and what was his response? What is say it again? What did he put out? God loves us as we are. Mm. It's if you think about it's kind it, of open-ended. Right. That's kind of where I was gonna go. I'm looking like, at it going, you know, there's, there's, there ain't no pointing there's, which there's doors the that go in and there's doors that go out of that <laughs> yeah. statement that was kind of a I, i'm just saying it's kind of a crap way to throw it okay, out there well let, let's throw let's find let's see what else he said he also said okay. even if we are sinners mm. he draws near to help us the lord loves us as we are this is god's crazy love <laughs> Boy, he's tap dancing, isn't he? <laughs> hey, I want to so know more. I want to know more about this crazy love. So crazy. <laughs> I, I I have never I have never thought of like Catholic the cath Catholic you know God as wow, dude, that God loves you all crazy. Like that's yeah. not a description no. I would normally be. I, mean, I got nothing against <laughs> you know if you you're Catholic, know. God loves you like crazy, like crazy. <laughs> 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 gotta go there. Oh no! <laughs> he he also he also stated um, yeah. when uh, asked about laws that condemn and criminalize members of the LGBT community. Yeah. Um, he also said, who am I to judge as an answer to the, to the question, if he thought it was a sin or an injustice. Yeah. So again, that has holes in it. Yeah. Right. It does. Who am I to judge? Right. But I'm not condemning those who do. Right. Yeah. Right. 
right? No, um, you know, as well, you know, my background, you know, where I come from. Um, we're not here to decipher, you know, anything, different beliefs, that sort of thing. But it was kind of interesting to see how it was put out that way. I must admit, you know. Right. Well, uh, we immediately was, saw through it, right? We, we uh, I mean, that was some like, serious tap dancing going on. I mean, that was yeah, that was actually that's a commitment. I mean, this guy <laughs> he should have been a CEO. <laughs> right exactly i mean that was that was some that was some good dancing going on right there all right. <laughs> all right uh interesting all right what else you got there well here is an interesting headline that we actually uh that actually came through yesterday afternoon yeah. i haven't heard anyone mention this at all okay so here we go. i know where russia's rush no you actually don't are you sure? Russia's de- yeah, Russia's defense minister, uh, Shoigu, has arrived in North Korea. Oh, you're right. You got to be kidding me. This is like somehow slid under the radar. So Russia's hanging out with North Korea. Oh, you know? no. And, 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 and th- so throw this a little bit into what you know. Right. Remember the Wagner group, right? The Wagner group literally was storming their own country because of the comments and the basically the defense plan and the mission that this defense minister had. And, and, and now he's going over to North Korea. Now, what is, how is that going to be seen by the Western world? Well, I think that's why they're quiet. I really think that's why they're quiet. Um, he goes over there. They've been shooting missiles off, right? What? They've been the threatening the yeah. yeah, they've been th- they threatened the United States over spotting uh, a nuclear sub off their shore, which uh, I, right. I don't think was a good idea to be fair. No, no, I also don't great. think it's a good idea to be shooting missiles off right in the Sea yeah. of Japan or wherever else. Uh, right. I don't think any of it's a good idea. And you've got and man, if you watch this video, I mean, this looks like a Boy Scout ceremony. I mean, it's totally the brass is out, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. Talk I about mean, red carpet, man. Right. I mean, you, I got, mean, you got the full military orchestra playing. You got every like high brass of every military um, uh, division in, in there in North Korea. I mean, yeah, yeah, look at that red carpet, right? Right. That's exactly what red I carpet. mean. It's, a it's 10 feet carpet. wide. Yeah. The, the big banners and everything. Um, yeah. This is, is, this is some serious shit here, people. If we got yeah. Russell, uh, if we've got Russia's defense of Russell's, <laughs> there you go, Russell. <laughs> If we've got Russia's defense minister over in North Korea, we got issues, people. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> we we got some serious issues, man. Big time. Right. You know, um, <laughs> I don't even, is there any, is there any, uh, any audio to this? No. No. no, no, I just wanted you to, to know when I was saying it, it looked like a pretty, pretty heavy handed ceremony, like him getting off the airplane. 
I just wanted yeah. to, so, so we could convey that. Um, right. But, we're, we're talking, there are, uh, there's a hundred piece band at least playing as they're exiting <laughs> the airport on a, on a 10 foot wide red carpet. That's at least 300 yards long from the tarmac. Right. Right. There's a uh, military. There's more brass up the ass than you could shake a stick at lining this thing. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the North Koreans faces and, Here's the thing that you don't see usually from North Korea is you don't see very many facial expressions and they got grins. Oh yeah. That's that's scary people. That's scary. I've I've actually I've actually not ever sat down and yeah. thought like, "Oh, like is Russia an ally of North Korea?" I've actually never had to contemplate that until now. Right. Obviously right. they are, are they are open to negotiations and, and um, right. working together to some extent, at yeah. least, at least defensively, which is yeah. scarier. Right. Exactly. I mean, they didn't send, they didn't send, um, like, you know, they didn't send like the transportation secretary. No, <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't send the czar of AI and of wind and power over. They uh, no. There, I mean, is is there is there is there Buddha judge? Is he like Buddha judge a check? Right, Buddha judge a check. <laughs> that three times bad. <laughs> oh man, if you said that to him in a news conference, dude, talk about being derailed. Right? Isn't he the transportation czar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Bart put out there kickoff soon. I don't know. We had the kickoff, right? The the midnight hit, oil hit the other night, you know, um, <laughs> bad love put. Maybe they will offend each other and we'll all, all be right. gravy. <laughs> I doubt it, but it's a, it's not uh, it's not looking too good. Uh, Karnik, welcome to the show. Dude, that's that's some scary shit. I mean, I wonder if our if our sub is still over there cruising around over there there for the North Korean, you know, their little rubber ducky fleet. Well, they're probably just say don't surface anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Stay down. Get down. <laughs> Talked about it before. North Korea's uh navy looks like Bubba Gump shrimp. Yeah, exactly. Go, go <laughs> yeah, Bubba Gum Trip. Yeah. They got ground and they got uh they got uh, rockets and everything else, but their navy, man, it looks like it looks like the SS Minnow out there cruising around with a hole in the side. <laughs> you and I actually talked about that one time. Remember do you, do you, do you know? What's by that? vessel by vessel count they have the largest navy in the world <laughs> why <laughs> Not <Where> you <laughs> by vessel count they do vessel count what do they got skiffs yeah. everywhere they're they're all like literally large fishing boats yeah look yeah. at look at saying rowboats <laughs> you're, you're, you're right comparing them to like uh yeah. like on Gilligan's Island the boat that they were on Right, that's kind right. of what they look like. Like, and I'm not even kidding. Like, that's kind of what they look like. They look like fishing like, trawlers. Yeah. Right. Or like tour, like, like private tour boats. Yeah. Yeah. I could have looked up. Uh, 
<laughs> I gotta see something. Uh, let's see. The Korean People's Navy is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, 500 landing craft, 60,000 active personnel. Uh, they say that they got 71 submarines. <laughs> Leftovers from uh, World War II, I would imagine. Bunch of diesel subs, right? That's I'm, I'm saying. I have, I have no idea. I mean, they, they probably perform better than the one that went down oh, to go oh, see the Titanic. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. The 70 of the 71 are midget submarines. That is what they're calling What, what them. do they mean by midget? They like actually operated by midgets? Like they're clown cars. I don't know. Yeah, they're sandwiches. Right. Bart says a lot of rubber ducks. I just thought about that. 12 inch subs. Yeah, straight from Subway. They're like, they're like, release the cold cut trios or combos or yeah. <laughs> what is a romeo class submarine let me see what this is uh and 140 air cushioned landing craft well that sounds comfortable right exactly they're made by serta with lazy boy yeah, they're made by serta and <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine Ocean Gate with pedals. <laughs> I missed you, Bart. <laughs> oh, I'm actually looking at, let's see here. I got, uh, uh, what is this? Uh, okay. Soviet diesel electric submarines. So they are, they are diesel subs. That's what they are. That's what they're using. Uh, they got a range of 9,000 miles at nine knots. Basically, that's everyone pedaling at one time. Um, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice range, though, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that know. is. That's a good range. 9,000. They've got a top speed of 15.2 knots surfaced. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, they're not, it's not ex exactly a, a submarine that gets up in boogies, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah. Hello, Mr. A. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Green initiative. Look <laughs> at Shane. Four hamsters and a gerbil running it. <laughs> oh, there you go. The North Korean Navy. There. <laughs> All right. Well, that is huge news, people. Uh, and it's not out there anywhere. Uh, just to let you know, Russians, Russia's defense minister, Shugu, Shugoi. Anyway, how do you say it, Scott? You did it better than I, I, I do. I believe it's Shogu. Shogu. Yeah. Ragu's brother. Um, yeah. Has arrived in North Korea. There we go. Um yeah, the swimming sloths. There you go, Marley. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to to uh, uh, we're just gonna have to watch this thing and see how it rolls. Um, thank you, Cardic. <laughs> we're just gonna have to play with this one and and see where it ends up. All right. What else you got in the news there, Scott? Let's move on. Uh, uh, I 
think what I'm going to do is I am going to um, send you a clip and oh no, hold on. Oh no, don't do the oh no. Hey, Shep, I like that one, by the way. I thought Ragu's brother was Prego. <laughs> you know who they learned from, right? It was a top chef. It was Chef Boy RD. Uh, <laughs> you are you having problems there? Yeah, you, you you're doing it, aren't you, Scott? Did we lose you? I think we lost Scott. I think he dumped. Oh, there you are. I don't know if you're. You, I don't see your mic going. So uh, that was her grandpapa. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Scott. Yeah. Good to see you. So welcome um, to. First so, time caller? <laughs> last time caller, actually. Last time caller? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What do you got here? <laughs> so I, I sent you a, a, a couple clips. Um, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do a Biden update real quick. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this ought to be a peach. Okay. Uh, you want me to just play these clips? They're, they're only a few seconds long each. Yeah, Let just, me just, just play one or just, the other. Yeah. Just, yeah, just play one at a time. Okay, here we go. I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We end the cancer as we know it. We deliver on our sacred obligations to veterans was the second thing I think is critically important. Okay, there's number one. Did you catch all that, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I know uh, Biden has officially cured cancer. We're announcing it on the show. So Right. Just wanted yeah. to throw that out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> round, round of applause. Oh, round yes. Round of applause. Thank there you, There we go. Okay. Cancer. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> there's number one. Okay, here's number two. And there's still, we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic, as I mentioned, of over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. What? Yeah. Fantastic. What he's now he's limited COVID to only 100 people dead. I think that's wow. 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 That gets great that job. Gets great job. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Only 100. Yeah, that's a big ass table, isn't it? Well, it is, man. You know, <laughs> like a, a huge kitchen table. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> We're from the land of the Biden people. Biden people. Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help it. <laughs> what the hell is that crap? I I don't know. I don't know. That was the one that he just came out with. That didn't he? That was just oh man. Ah, uh, interesting, Scott. I'm glad. I'm glad he's there, our savior. I really am. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. uh and and let's uh let's go to the press secretary and uh see what she had to say for us yesterday okay ah here we go here we go this ought to be interesting uh <laughs> let's like here we go let's just do it that's binomics in action and the american people are beginning to feel binomics binomics <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? 
Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Scott. What? What? What do you want? You want me to comment on that? Yeah, please do. The American people are beginning to feel Bidenomics. <laughs> Shane he, says he's feeling it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, feel it. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I have not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got nothing, man. <laughs> I honestly got nothing. UDI, welcome to the show along with Reinhold. <laughs> Yeah, I got to play it again. Uh, Do you feel it? I want you guys all to feel it. Here it is. Let's feel it. That's binomics in action. And the American people are beginning to feel binomics. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It's just too much. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad Love wants uh, some scatology on that one. Do you have some scatology? I don't know if I have much on on that at all. Um, yeah, we we you want to break feel, it on down for us. Yeah, yeah, we we feel your economic policies. Thank you. <laughs> that was it. Uh, Wait a second. I, uh, yeah, we we got to thank Scott for uh, for giving us his time to uh, expand on that. Everyone, give him the clap. There we go. <laughs> Now, now, Scott, on on the on the uh, ass clown scale, what would you give that? Oh, absolute you, ten. That's a uh, 10. absolute ten. Yeah, all of those are an absolute ten. They're yeah. they're like absolutely a landslide. Right. Yeah, they are. That that is that is pure landslide. You know, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Every time I hear, every time I hear him, anything that comes out of there, all I hear is this. You're welcome. Right? He's the czar. He's the savior. You're welcome. Welcome. I, I, like, like, I don't know what, what. Thank you, bad love. Go ahead. I, I. I just really don't know what she's she's like like she's like I don't know if she's like into it or not into it. She just stated it. Everyone's feeling it. So right, they're feeling feels it. like feel, feels like something. Yeah, um, it does. I don't know what I was gonna say. Uh, the reach around. We've got, I don't know. We, we've got we've got a pretty big story we need to break down. Okay. And, um. And yeah, and I thought maybe we could do an early, an early break. You want to do an early break? Yeah, let's oh. do one now and kind of split this up a little bit. Okay. And we'll yeah, get into we some some really hard hitting breaking news. Okay, we can do that. First of all, I want to thank you all, all those uh, twenty one that are in the live right now, and all those downloading, listening, thirty seven countries out there. We appreciate everything you do, and uh, thank you, Bad Love, for joining the fan club. I appreciate it, my dear. Uh, all the engagement you guys give us is just absolutely amazing. Uh, Susie, thank you for the gifts out there as well. Um, yeah, I do think it's that time. Um, I don't know. It's uh. <laughs> 
I think it. I think it's time for for a little. Uh, I played Clear Sky already. They were at the opening, so uh, maybe we we need to do some moon slides. And I think I think it's time for some REM. What do you think? Since this news is so so. Uh, uh wait a sec okay i i let me catch this for scott here let's see here uh which one you got to tell me which one uh oh new new breaking i'm catching that which one um you just got to tell me are, are you thinking hang on hang on i i think i know where you're going with this scott uh okay I can do that. All right, we're gonna have a change in music venue here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got it covered. I got it covered, Scott. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Let's uh, go out and kick off with a uh, with a plug here. Uh, this show brought to you by the good people at Clear Sky Lodge, along with uh, Ninana Repair and the Ninana Depot. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, run one of those, and we're going to have a quick music break. Fill up your coffee, get you some munchies, and kick back, because we got some breaking news happening right now. Here we go. This show brought to you by the historic Nanana Rail Depot Museum and Bed and Breakfast. Built in 1922, located at 900 A Street, Nanana, Alaska. This museum focuses on the history of the Alaska Railroad, the growth through the years, and how it has supported many small communities along the rail belt and beyond in Alaska. At the depot, you will find Alaska Rail History, an amazing gift shop hosting locally made jewelry, art, and gifts. In addition to the museum, you can stay in one of the depot's three available rooms upstairs, the Brakeman Suite, the Harding Suite, or even the Engineer's Suite. Get on board with the Nanana Depot, where you are one whistle stop away from Alaska Rail history and what is historic Nanana, Alaska. For more information on the Nanana Rail Depot or reserving a room, give them a call at 907-371-5588 and tell them your friends at the Pulse sent you. Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me, my lover stands on golden sands and watches the ships that go sailing somewhere beyond the sea. She's there watching for me. If I could fly like birds on a high, then straight to her arms I'd go sailing. It is far beyond the stars, it is near beyond the moon. And I know beyond a doubt my heart will lead me there soon we'll meet beyond the shore we'll kiss just as before happy we'll be beyond the sea 
and never again I'll go sailing As before, and happy we'll be beyond the sea, and never again I'll go sailing. No more sailing. So long sailing. Bye bye sailing. No more upward. This show brought to you by the awesome crew at Nanana Repair, your best friend on the Parks Highway. Now offering AMSOIL products and interstate batteries. Oil changes from $99, full synthetic, up to five quarts. A flat got you down, need to deal with your wheels, Nanana Repairs got you covered. Forging the last frontier, need your vehicle to turn night into day? Moose lights, Nanana Repair has them and installs them. Because in Alaska, if you can't see them, you can't miss them. For vehicle care that's fast and fair, head on down to Nanana Repair. 304 Parks Highway, Nanana, Alaska. Give them a call at 907-832-5800 and tell them your friends at the Pulse sent you. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And uh, Janet, welcome to the show. Uh, new listener there. That's right. He said the thing. <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. You back with me there, brother? I, I, uh, brother. I am. I'm back with you. <laughs> right. Everyone's got their fix for the day. They got their moose lights on. You know, I like moose lights. <laughs> All righty. Uh, you ready to go through it here? What do you got? Let's uh, yeah, let's do the breaking. What, 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 what song was that you played? That's that that was a little kevin spacey a little beyond the sea beyond yeah. the sea oh so i thought you might have been doing a tribute to the north korean navy oh we're back to north korean navy it's uh but, but uh but no that is not the case oh um, okay here we is, go it is it is more about the man who sung that song oh mr kevin spacey okay uh, that is a picture from him walking out of the courthouse 
in the UK. Uh, in the US, UK? Yeah, U.S. actor Kevin Spacey has been found not guilty of all nine sexual offense charges in his UK trial. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he got banged pretty hard. No pun intended here. Um, <laughs> Scott, stop it. <laughs> uh, it all started with the House of Cards out there, right? The show. I enjoyed the show. Did you ever watch the House of Cards? No. No? It was actually, it was actually a pretty good show out there. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, he had some problems on the set, blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, everyone started attacking him. And I don't know. I always thought it was kind of crap. Um, but uh, what do I know? I don't know. I enjoyed him as an actor. Uh, one of my favorite movies that he's, uh, you know, um, in is the movie 21. Did you ever see the movie 21? I did. You did. What would you think of that? Ago. Yeah. Good movie, it's right? It's okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I liked from, him. I liked him more in uh, the usual suspects. Do you? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, well, he also won two Academy Awards. Uh, well, one Academy Award for that. And then he won another Academy Award for American Beauty, which I did not like. Okay. Um, which is where that song comes from, right? No, it was one of them. Yeah. Isn't that where he, where he recorded? Wasn't that on the soundtrack of American Beauty? I think it was. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Miss Miss Dixie. I love that movie, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Evil. Um, yeah, yeah. I like him as an actor. I really do. Yeah. I enjoy his acting. You know, um, it's just one of those things. I I I do. I enjoy him as an actor. He's kind of off. Maybe that's what I like about it. You know, he was kind of in the show House of Cards. He was kind of sinister, but yet he was just so laid back. You know what I mean? In 21, he was, you know, kind of mob boss, mob bossish. You know, I don't know if that's a word or not in the background, but yet, uh, I don't know. I just enjoy his acting. I do. <laughs> well, I let, let me talk a little bit about this, uh, this court case. Why not? <laughs> okay. Let's is, let's do is it. That, is that okay? Are we? Are we yeah, yeah, are we yeah. He's strolling down memory lane. <laughs> uh, so all of the charges were between uh, yeah, uh, 2004 and 2013. Okay, right. Um, yeah. So the prosecutor described uh, Spacey during the trial as a sexual bully and a man that delights in making others feel powerless and uncomfortable. Um, the actor uh, stated that the charges were madness and a stab in the back. Hmm. Um, uh, the complaint, the complainant um, said that Kevin Spacey grabbed his crotch so hard that it took his breath away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to put it. <laughs> Ooh, la la. Ooh la la. Uh, so um no that's not that's a that's a man. The complaint is a man, by the way. Uh, 
<laughs> so he got a little Bangkok going, right? And it took his, yeah. his took his breath away. <laughs> the the other complainant said that Spacey had also during a charity event grabbed his crotch so hard that such force it was painful. Mm. Um, and then a third complainant said that he met Spacey at a party. Um, and Spacey approached him and gave him a hug, kissed his neck at neck and grabbed his crotch and squeezed. And Spacey leaned in and said, be cool, be cool. <laughs> in that Kevin Spacey voice, be cool. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. He pulled the no breath. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> and get me some crab cakes while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, Spacey yeah. then told the court uh, that all of the charges were consensual and very nice and lovely evenings. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> Somewhere. Right, right. I was going to say, cue oh, the music, yeah. man. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Scott. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> beyond the sea. Somewhere waiting for me. <laughs> My lover stands on gold. Be cool, stands, be cool. Be cool. Watches the ship. <laughs> such a nice, day. lovely evening. Right. Somewhere Very consensual. You know, he is smooth. Any way you look at it. I'm sorry. The guy is smooth. He's suave. I, could fly like birds <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine being charged with like you're oh, did you you're going to court today? What what for? Oh uh grabbing three dicks. Right. <laughs> I was grabbing snossages at a party. <laughs> Excuse me, is that Vienna or ballpark? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that, the guy is smooth. I mean, you must admit, he really is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the whole going to a going to a cocktail party. Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gives a new meaning to the word cocktail, right there. <laughs> Sorry, that one just flowed out, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't even uh, have to think about it. Oh man, <laughs> thank you, Susie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is bad love saying? So suave until he reaches for the wrong sausage over breakfast. But be cool. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> Well, uh, well, okay. Well, he's, uh, uh, he can't be considered a a pig in a blanket now. So he's out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Uh, 
What? I don't know. No, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even going to say it. Well, yeah, you are. You know you are. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's just what it's just whatever. I, it's like I I can't imagine that you know. Yeah, he he's been accused of this stuff before. Um, yeah, and it's obviously that he does do it, but it's just like the after the fact thing. Like all of a sudden, it's a problem, right? Right. <laughs> is 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 kind of i mean it's like i don't i'm not i'm not gonna say he didn't do any of those things right he even sounds like he admits to doing those things in um, a way yeah he yeah. didn't like it wasn't a tap dance around it right it was, a, it was a it was a calm and lovely evening it was a calm and lovely evening Bart grab, says he may have been happy in prison <laughs> Grab I grabbed your cock at the party. Right. Exactly. Uh cocktail party. Just remember that. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that one go. I can't, man. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it when I grab your cock at a party? Right. <laughs> Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so i said be cool <laughs> uh, I, we'll, we'll, we'll move we'll move on are, are you sure yeah yeah I uh, think we'll move on um benjamin welcome to the show I, <laughs> wow I we just I got very was... dogged <laughs> yeah, good yeah good uh, hit that like on the way out <laughs> go ahead let's let's move on uh, i said yesterday that i was going to uh uh uh, do uh do a story on the most dangerous job at the White House. Right, right. And you didn't even let me in on it. <sighs> so okay. What would you what would you say is the most dangerous job? The most the dangerous House? job in the White House? Yeah. I um um risk um, of death. Risk of death. Okay, let's see what they throw out there in the chat. Uh <laughs> the moose lights. <laughs> Someone turn on the moose lights. Let's see here. What, what does everyone think the most dangerous? I'm not even going to say it's Secret Service. Uh, Shane says just keeping track of Joe. Um, I, because I, I, you look Eagle at Eagle One has landed. Eagle One has landed. Yeah, Eagle One's <laughs> off in the bushes again. <laughs> Eagle One is <laughs> off in the bushes. <laughs> That sandbag. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What is the most dangerous job in the White House? I don't well, know. Cleaning this room. It's, it's obviously this job. It is the being a chef at the White House. Being a chef at the White House. Yes. Really? So Obama's personal chef, Tafari Campbell has been found dead after drowning near Martha's Vineyard uh, near the pre the former president's home. What? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Someone right. got, uh, someone so got. I'm going to give you, so we're, 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 we're going to get into why this is the most dangerous job to have at the White House. We're going to get okay. into how he died. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, here, let, let me uh, let me open this up and we're going to go through the details of his death. Um, 
he was uh let's see recovered his body just before 10 a.m from egerton great pond on which the obama family's 12 million dollar mansion lies right yeah um he drowned while paddle boarding in an eight foot deep pond by obama's home uh he was said to be a decent swimmer and actually posted uh himself doing laps in olympic pools hmm. that's more the, than a decent swimmer actually I, that's a yeah that's a little bit uh that's a that's a good swimmer right right uh, well, and yeah <laughs> shane says are the clintons around <laughs> yep um, <laughs> wow uh, so, uh, this is the weird part, uh, of the story. Uh, the Obama's multi-million dollar vacation estate on Martha's Vineyard saw a massive response from emergency responders when accounts emerged of a man dressed in black without a life preserver paddle boarding off the coast. He was seen to be struggling. Another paddle boarder had been with the male at the time and saw him go under the water. And that actually was one of his friends close friend really um yeah so he basically uh tafari disappeared while they were paddleboarding yeah. and he went back couldn't see him thought he saw him out further than him and when he was like i said when he was recovered he was recovered in a pond that's eight feet of water eight now I, eight i'm gonna give water. here wait oh it's in my pocket I got to give credit for, you know, when I do get outside research done. Yeah. Um, so I got a little more to the story from uh, somebody, you know, we'll just call him uh, San Diego Andy. Ah, okay. Um, Who's in the scene. Yeah. He, he gave me this interesting story from 2015. Okay. The title of the story is Former White House Chef Died from Drowning. In 2015. Yeah. Former White House Chef Walter Sheeb likely died from drowning on his hike outside of Taos, New Mexico, more than 10 days ago. The medical examiner completed an investigation following the discovery of his body roughly 30 yards from a hiking trail where his car was last seen. The mountainous area is also prone to flash flooding, land, and rock slides. Was last seen on June 13, 2015, where he was heading to hike a trail in the Taos Ski Valley, 10 miles outside of Taos. Hmm. His car was discovered on the trailhead. Cell phone data showed it was that was his last location. Um, uh, she was an uh, authored a White House cooking memoir and appeared on Iron Chef. Was hired by Hillary Clinton to work in the White House kitchen in '94 after serving her a pecan crusted rack of Australian lamb. He once said in an interview with Good Morning America, um, he served for 11 years. Uh, crossing through Clinton and Bush as hmm. the chef. 
He was credited with bringing the new American style cuisine to the White House. Um, so that uh, now we've spanned what we've spanned the before Trump, the, the last three right. administrations right. of drowned chefs. So what is what is going Why are we losing chefs? Why, why are the chefs drowning? I, I mean, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Shane put it out there. He must have spilled the beans. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> I mean, is there a theory to this? They're just knocking off chefs. I, I am. I am leaving all of that to you guys. Uh, oh, not, man. Not 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 to me. I mean, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Chefs are getting knocked off all over the world. If you worked in the White House, Absolutely. most dangerous job job in the White House being a chef. Um, I saw a comment earlier is is <laughs> most dangerous job in the White House. I can't remember. I think Bart put it out there. So <laughs> Hiding the coke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I that just that blows my mind, man. That the that chefs are getting knocked off that have served in the White House. Yeah. Right. That just uh, um yeah. Okay. Well, leave it to you guys to figure that one out. Uh that's cool that that uh San Diego Andy sent that to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a neat, 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 neat little uh, curiosity point, right? Right, right. Definitely puts a timeline on it. Uh, I don't even want to Google it. I was going to Google how many, how many. Uh, yeah, exactly. Miss Dixie drowned while hiking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I I can tell you what. Every time I think of chefs and, and, and funny chefs, do you ever see the movie Deep Blue Sea? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think people put it no? on when I'm in the room, but I don't think I've actually yeah. sat down and watched it. Yeah. The chef is LL Cool J, right? Um, and I, I dig LL Cool J as an actor. I think he's cool. I mean, he was cool back in the day anyway when he was doing his rap stuff. Uh, yep. Samuel L. Jackson was in it. That's right, doc. Um, but, uh, he was, he was actually, he was hilarious in that movie. He just had so many points. Uh, the, the, the part where he, uh, where he was living, he was on his, he was on his, uh, basically thought he was dead and not, not going to make it. And he took his own video. Um, maybe you guys remember that. He, he's, uh, he was supposed to leave his legacy, right? And this is what he comes up with with his legacy. Let's see here. Here's that clip. My name is Sherman Dudley. And if this message finds you, then I did not survive, so this is my legacy. I have loved the pulpit, and I have loved the bottle. I did my best to be a good husband, a father, I came up wanting. So what do I have to say to you? What mark do I have to leave behind?
We will begin with the perfect omelet, which is made with two eggs, not three. Amateurs often add milk for density. This is a mistake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> LL Cool J right there. Leaving his legacy in Deep Blue Sea as a chef. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, what else you got there? Let's move on. Well, I, uh, again, was scanning European news this morning, and I found only one article that kind of poked out. Um, that was an article by Build in Germany. It uh, wasn't spacey poking out. No, no, okay. no, it was not. Um, so this is an interesting article. This is a, a not, it's not really a study. These are the facts, the data, the new data has come out. Uh, the okay. Ministry of Health of Lower uh, Saxon in Germany um, okay. has, has reported that 1.8% of children required medical treatment for unwanted side effects after their COVID vaccination. Oh, no. All that stuff is starting to come out right now. I know, I know. So here, and this is, like I said, this is data. This isn't a report. No, so here, here are the, here are the, yeah, here's, here are the numbers. Uh, okay. 505,569 children and young people between the ages of five and 18 have been vaccinated against the coronavirus at least once. About okay. 9,300 of them had unwanted side effects that were treated medically. This corresponds to a share of 1.8%. The 16 to 18 year olds were most affected. 620,213 children and young people between the age of five and 18 have been infected with the coronavirus so far. 305 of them, 0.04% had to be treated in hospital with a severe course. Two were artificially ventilated. Mm. So here's the takeaway. Take okay. all those numbers, clear them out, kind of go, okay, 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 and go with this. Out of all of the coronavirus uh, that actually got out of control, severe cases of coronavirus, out of all of the children in the whole country of Germany, only 305 of them were treated in a hospital period. And only Real. two of them got so bad that they had to be ventilated, right? Right. Now let's go to the, the, the kids who were vaccinated. Okay. 9,300 kids were treated in a hospital due to a vaccination side effect. Wow. How, how many times is that? That's, let's see, 10, 20, 30. That's 3,100%, 31 times the number of people who had to be hospitalized for COVID. Yeah. 31, 31 times that number were treated because of the vaccine itself. Correct. Wow. Um, you, you can't fake numbers. You can't fake Although, numbers. Although uh, we just broke this last week, right? Where we talked about the numbers. I mean, uh, the cash cow, right? In hospitals. Oh, right. if they died, it was COVID. Cha-ching, two grand, right? Right. I mean, uh, yeah, 
exactly. Right. Um, yeah, um, yeah, we yeah, lost. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it's a good thing only 100 people died. Right. Um, there you go, Bart. Yeah. There was, a, there was only 100. Yeah. Was it? Uh, oh, my God. Unbelievable. We lost two people in our area that, that happened to get, that. well, you know it. Um, you know, one was actually very close to us here on the show. Uh, got one of the blood clots from, from the shot, you know. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy numbers, dude. It's crazy numbers. Any way you look at it, Scott. It really is. Uh, yep. It really is. It's crazy. I mean, I have nothing against anyone who took it or this or that or, you know, wanted to take. That's fine. You know, you guys do what you need to do. I mean, I you know what I went through. I took uh, I got COVID three times, right? The first time it tried to kill me, uh, I was lucky to get out of it. I mean, they had me on monitors, remote monitors, just waiting for me to to go into the hospital. You know, I was in bad shape, man. That shit was brutal. Second time, not so bad. Third time, my immunity was so high that by the time, you know, I was done with it in four days, three or four days, you know, and... uh Hey, whatever. Okay, what else you got there, Scott? Well, I I uh, want to know if you had heard about this. Um, this this is a picture of New York City. This mm-hmm. was today. Do you know what happened in New York City today? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me, which I love yeah, that. So about. a large crane collapsed after catching fire. Damages a really? building nearby. Debris falls on the ground in New York City. So, hmm. yeah, I didn't see too much about this, but I thought uh, some of the pictures that that I found were were crazy, and they're really crazy. So this is actually a Hudson sure. Yard. Yeah. So, Where? Shoot me it, the picture. Let me see it. Shoot me the picture here. Um, that's what I was wondering. Uh, yeah, be the heat czar, Scott. You can, uh, okay, let me take a picture of this because that's what I was wondering. What? If it, if it had, uh, something to do with heat, large crane collapses after catching fire, damages a building nearby, debris falls on ground in New York City. The reason why I was wondering is if the heat depleted the asphalt that it was sitting on. You know, and oh my gosh, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I've seen no. cranes tumble before, but that actually, you know, with no, their pads, it's a out. skyscraper crane. It's it's oh, up, it's, it's a skyscraper up. crane. Okay, yeah. Well, that that'll do it every time. Okay, that's different. I thought you were talking about a crane. Crane, Gardic, welcome back. Uh, interesting. Okay. You see the picture, right? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I am. I'm I'm taking a peek at it. Yeah, so six people, including two firefighters, were injured after the building equipment suffered traumatic failure. This was at 41st Street and 10th Avenue, uh, Hudson Yard. Oh, okay. In fact, actually, I know I know that area pretty. You well. know that area. 
yeah, know, one part of Manhattan I actually know. Um, right. The Blazing Crane was attached to a luxury 47-story apartment building under construction at 550 10th Avenue. With the six tons of concrete it was carrying also smashed onto the street. Oh, wow. Yeah. It seems striking the side of the 55-story 555 10th Avenue apartment building. Um, uh, One eyewitness claimed the tower was, was... was only struck with wet cement and was not seriously damaged. And what were the injuries again? Uh, two firefighters, six, six, uh, you know, commoners. Yeah. Civvies. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Over 200 firefighters rushed to a nearby balcony and desperately battled the inferno, which that's a big balcony. That's a big, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> so but, the, the, the fire blazed 500 feet above the Manhattan skyline. Wow. Talk about carrying so the torch. The, the, the crane was owned by uh, the New Jersey based Loma company which late founder James Loma was ordered to pay 96 million to two construction workers killed when another one of his cranes collapsed in 2008. Huh. Are we seeing a trend there? <laughs> yeah, there is a lot, by the way, there's a lot of amazing video of, of this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You're right. Bart Bart says they probably have those huge kitchen tables. Oh yeah, that's right. The big balcony with a, with a a hundred man table. Right. Yeah. And Andy cured cancer while they were there just to let you know. Yeah. (laughs) There there's actually pictures of the firefighters shooting their hoses off that balcony. Swinging their hoses, making everyone wet. (laughs) Oh man. Fireman joke. Can't help it. Anyway, for Kevin. <laughs> so if you if you ever if you ever ever wonder, yes, um, how are the reason why when you walk in Manhattan you're always under scaffolding? Just you you just found out why because right. stuff like that happens, <laughs> right? <laughs> I noticed that the last time I was there. There is so much scaffolding in Manhattan, you know, up and down the streets. Yeah, it's hard to find a place where it's not. Right, right. So it's like, uh, you you know, the reason why, you know, the reason for that, right? Why? Because so off your head. I don't know. No, no, no. It's it's because the law in New York, this is how it works. You say you own a building. Okay. Manhattan, you own an apartment building, something basic. You got maybe it's an eight tenant building, right? Yeah. Um, you have a maintenance obligation to uh, to give to the city of New York, and it expires every year. So as soon as you get that expiration notice, you are ordered to put up scaffolding and have a safety, uh, like like protocol done. Yeah. To the building. And then once that, and once that safety protocol is completed, you can then take the scaffolding down. Well, it's only one year. So 
the amount of time it takes to schedule and, figure out. and then if they do right. need stuff, they need repairs. And next thing you know, the majority of the time you're going to have scaffolding in front of your building because right. of that system. So that's it. That's the reason why it has turned like in the last like 10 years, Manhattan right. is like scaffolding town basically. Right. Matter of fact, that was just about right when I was there. I think the last time I was in uh, Manhattan when I was there was like 2014, 2013, right in there. And yeah, it was. Uh, it, it looked like a giant rat maze. I mean, you can't get down the sidewalks. You can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, stuff is poked out. It's, uh, I don't know. It looks like it looks like they're rebuilding, you know, the city after being hit by World War Three. Doesn't, uh, I don't know, it's not real appealing at all. It's pretty bad when you can't get into the, you know, world famous Carnegie Deli because it's covered up in scaffolding. I don't know. I go there for a cheesecake. <laughs> can't help well, it. Well, you still get in and everywhere. It's just, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, it's just a, a annoying and a pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. Now you're going to get me going on cheesecake. I love cheesecake, especially, especially. Carnegie's cheesecake. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, what else you got there? Oh, we've got a big story to break down. We've got actually a couple. Okay. Still, All right. Still, still, Everyone still, ready still. for it? I'm, I'm sure they're yeah, ready. So, <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure a, a bunch of people were expecting me to talk about this, and I haven't yet. So, um, so, so we were Hunter, for the- Hunter Biden appeared this morning in a Delaware, a Delaware federal court to enter his guilty plea on criminal tax charges. Okay. So that's where we're going to start. Let's start with it. So let's see what time that was that he arrived. We're going to do a timeline on this. So that was okay. uh 625 my time in the morning. Okay. So, so 1025 there's. Right. Yeah. Roughly nine, 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 three hour difference. That's right. Four for me, yeah. three for you. Okay. Nine twenty five. He gets to the yep. courthouse. And then about noon today, uh, East coast time. Uh, this came out Hunter Biden plea deal was not accepted in federal court after judge handling the case expressed concerns. Mm. And then momentarily after that an update came through hunter biden defense and prosecutors reportedly agreed to a revised plea deal covering 2014 to 2019 and only include includes conduct related to tax offenses drug use and gun possession So we got a judge that's bucking the system, huh? That's not on the payroll? Or did I say that? I shouldn't say that. Right. That's, this is yeah, where this gets I, confusing. Because, okay. No, well, well why, why would you think the judge is well, on the I, payroll? Well, I'm not. I'm just saying that every time we turn around, someone's getting swept under the rug here, you know? And... Oh. uh well, the story's not over. Okay. Um, so this is where it gets confusing because I okay. just said that was noon Eastern time. So at 
two thirty. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, one thirty. So an hour and a half later, okay. Hunter Biden pleads not guilty to two tax crimes after a revised plea agreement with prosecutors has failed. Mm. So he's he's switching up to he's switching up to trial. So this is where the investigation starts. Okay. What is the current status of of the full the full status? Um, I'm going to go to AP News real quick, and I'm going to see what the, the greatest. Yep. So AP News has, has published Hunter Biden's plea deal on hold after federal judge raises concerns over the terms of the agreement. And this actually says that basically the plea deal is no longer. Okay. And they've got overlapping agreements. The judge said it was it was causing confusion and basically just pulled the plea agreement mm. and now and and basically asked how Hunter Biden was pleading to the crimes. And he said, not guilty. That is where we're at. Mm. OK. Interesting. Right. I don't know. It sounds like we got a judge with a backbone right now that's not going to get run over in his own courtroom that's the way i'm looking at it am they i wrong did say that they said that these lawyers the prosecutor and by and hunter's lawyer they they argued in front of the judge today um and there there was uh that basically that that was probably not very good in the eyes of the judge right um they were trying to make a deal behind the scenes, but they instead they were just arguing in front of the, the judge. That's never the, a good idea. Here, here, listen to this. The judge also asked Biden to be more specific about his business relations and to discuss his substance use issues yeah. as she combed through the plea agreement. She also asked him to name Ukrainian and Chinese entities referred to without name in the agreement. Hmm. She, she, also asked, she, she also asked him the last time he used alcohol or drugs and whether he was currently receiving any type of treatment. She's going, she's going for the throat. Right. Yeah, she's so, not, she's not taking any crap in her courtroom. Biden, uh, President Biden was asked about his son's court date um, and asked what he thought about it. And the only remark he had is he said, I'm very proud of my son. Oh, geez. Well, I always am. I mean, some of those great pictures, I'd be proud. You know. Um. <laughs> uh, pre press at the White House press secretary um, uh, stated that Hunter Biden is just a private citizen. And this was a matter only for him. Really? Yeah. So, so, so being... Being the president's son, you're not in the eye. You're just a normal citizen. And then, and then asked to press further on that situation. She stated that the president and the first lady love their son and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. This case is being handled independently 
as you know, by the Justice Department under the leadership of a prosecutor appointed by the former president, Donald Trump. Mm. I, I just look at it. Do you look at it this way, Scott? I just look at it as a judge doing their job and doing their due diligence to throw everything out there. Yeah, I, I don't think this is over. I think this is something that we're just going to no, have to. No, Bart put out a, a, a thing out there, you know, that maybe <laughs> we may find this judge drown in the desert. I mean, <laughs> thank goodness she's a, she's a judge and not a chef. Um, I, I think this judge is just going for broke here and just going to, and it has nothing to do with, being Biden's son or anything else, she's treating him as just a normal person in her courtroom, and she's not going to get run over. Right. I, um, I, that's you know, what I see. You know, if she if she's seeing things that aren't normal, right, right, and that might be what what she's she's looking at here. She's just, you know, stating the obvious. The judges stating the yeah. obvious that this this is not really normally how things are done. Yeah. No, I I'm I think it's going to be uh I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to updates on it. Great story, Scott. Um Right. And and thanks for running the timeline on it as well. Uh like I said, we got a judge that's got a backbone, not going to take any crap for it and is just going to run with it, you know. Right. Okay, you got any more comments on it? No. Okay, let's move on. So this is a story that we briefly mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, that there was a hearing today. Okay. Uh, A strange hearing. A strange hearing? Oh, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Um, So... You put a picture out, didn't you? (laughs) So this morning, the hearing started at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Was UFO whistleblowers testifying about unknown objects that are far superior to U.S. technology, government, and are and they are operating with secrecy. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. U.S. government is operating in secrecy the u okay so yeah. so i'll repeat that far superior that the ufos unknown objects that are have far superior far superior technology to the united states right yeah and that the u.s government is operating with secrecy on this matter that's what the hearing was about okay was there a result on it yes and we are mm. going to go we are going to go live with a clip. Okay. Here we uh, go. <laughs> we love the alien news. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this is hot off the press. Let's see. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, enjoy the clip. About a minute long. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, and I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? 
as I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. Wow. What do you think, Scott? Conspiracy theories coming alive? More of them? Well, I mean, you heard it there. Uh, the United States has recovered non-human biological pilots from crash crafts. UFO whistleblower right. declares under oath in hearing. There you go. This is all. This is going all the way back to Roswell, isn't it? Uh, I do not know what he's specifying. He's not specifying as of yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Think about all these movies out there, Scott. You know, I mean, this kind of stuff's been going on for a long time out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a th you know I have a theory about the 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 sudden uptick with. Uh, aliens right tell me tell me i i want to hear your 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 story I, on. I think that i think the u.s government is trying to figure out a way our other governments our other committees or forms or whatever you want to call them groups they want to see if they could figure out a way to fake um the presence of alien life form and use it as yeah and use it as a tactic to scare or control us and it goes back to the thing that covid didn't work um right the climate change thing is spinning around still and if that right. doesn't work the next thing's going to be aliens well, i gotta be careful with all the aliens out there right that's right. just my thing. I, I mean, I'm not much of a, um, I'm not much of an, an alien, uh, person as far as like, uh, I loved the stories, but, um, I mean, uh, I, Eric put it out there. Remember we did that episode, you know, with the detail, the encounter with that lady, you know, that did that. I mean, I found her very credible. Right. Right. In our interview. Right. I really did. You know, I mean, this isn't, um, I know of stuff. I know of weird stuff. You know that I've seen stuff. I can't explain. You've seen stuff. You can't explain. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's definitive proof of anything. 
Right. Right. Unless it, unless it is definitive proof. So as far as the way that our government operates now, this kind of stuff that this guy's saying is now seeping into sworn testimony. Right. Right. So right. I'm, 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 I just think there's a few people out there who, who are watching this very carefully and they're watching how much we'll take without actually doing anything. And what would it take for us to react? The people, right? how, yeah. how much of this can they push before we react? Yeah. So. No, I get it. I get it. I don't know. They, at this point, we are a, uh, look at it this way. Okay. I, I kind of look at it this way. We are in a culture nowadays. Okay. Since the seventies with doing movies on space travel from, from star Wars to star Trek, even in the sixties to this and that, don't you think it's kind of been put in a way out there, Scott, that, uh, I don't know. It's almost a normal thing anymore. I mean, to think that there are, you know, aliens out there or whatever. Do you really think it would cause panic in the streets or fear? Um, not in general, but if it's used to a certain, I mean, what if they, what if it's like a thing like a lockdown or, uh, right, right. A lockdown use. Yeah. Miss Dixie yeah. says no. Yeah. No, I, I could see that. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, about- I, I'm, I'm thinking it being used as an excuse. I'm not actually saying, I, I don't think COVID made everybody crazy. I think the way that it was portrayed in the media. Oh yeah. Everybody the crazy. mainstream put it out there as a wipeout end of the world. You know, here it comes. It's right. going to wipe our shit out. And, uh, you know, we're not getting away from it, you know? Right. And all of a sudden the money ran out and guess what? We don't see nothing about it anymore. Is it still floating around? I mean, I, I, I still, I still think like, uh, the way that COVID was done, you know, how, you know, how COVID got so bad that there was people, remember I was talking about how people on CNN that they were like talking about like, Oh, your neighbors don't wear masks. It's time to lock those crazies up. Right, exactly. It's time to lock. They don't want to wear a mask, and then I go outside. It's time to get them locked up. And then in Australia, they were like locking them up, like yeah, China locking up their doors. Right, right, right. All of that. That that's that's where they took it. They they wanted to test the the population, and and we wonder how a nation during World War II, Germany was convinced that a certain racial ethnic group needed to be exterminated and removed. We wonder how things like that could possibly happen. You just, just saw it. You just saw it yeah, with COVID. We saw it. They, we saw it they, they, they just, they pulled out. They pulled yeah. out. But I, I, that's what I compare it to. I compare the absolute insanity that the Third Reich pulled on the nation and every single citizen of Germany is the same thing beginning scope of what they tried to do with COVID, but they pulled out, they got scared. They got scared. Wait a minute. If, if, if we do this and they revolt back, we're going to have absolute bedlam. 
Let's pull back. Let's start. Oh, this is okay. Oh, no more lockdown. Oh, you could go back to your restaurants. Oh, you're allowed to see your dying relatives now. Yeah. You start thinking about the stuff that they were pulling and it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Bart put out there mass hysteria is one hell of a weapon. It is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely but at the same time. I think governments are scared of mass hysteria, even though they find that it is a weapon that they can utilize. But I do think they're also scared of it because there is a reaction to it. Right. Mass hysteria caused by the, by a government can turn into a mass hysteria caused by the people. Absolutely. And they're scared shitless of, of that. I just got a, I just missed a call here. Looks like Eric wanted to call it. I never even opened the lines today, did I? Let me go ahead and open the lines here. You're welcome to come join me and Scott right now up here on the panel. Uh, good afternoon, Eric. How are you today? Happy hump day, gentlemen. Um, but, well, you know, you, you know why, why it is that, you know, people don't release too much information at once, or in, especially in the case of the government, you know, you know, keeping like, information about, you know, extraterrestrial intelligence classified like they do is because, because of the mass hysteria issue, like society as a, as a whole would go crazy. And that's usually why they resort to doing this thing of like dropping breadcrumbs. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a way, I mean, you think about it, Scott, they, they, okay. I knew people that were getting COVID and didn't understand what they got it in November of 2019. Okay, before it was even out there. Didn't understand what the hell it was. Um, I had a very close friend here in Alaska that was literally hospitalized for it um, because of, but what she had was she had underlying issues. You know, she has asthma, she had asthma, she had this, she had, you know, a bunch of stuff going on like that. Like yes. even my dad back in 2019 said that he had he had caught something him and my stepmother both did and that they didn't even know what it was and then come to find out later they believe it might have been COVID. I even got a personal friend whose son is a congressional staffer. She swears she caught it on a trip to Costa Rica back in 2019 and then and I've got another friend who got it in 2019 didn't know what it was either. Yeah. Well, uh, and then it just magically showed up in March of 2020. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, there's quite a bit of study on patient zero. Okay. And I, I would, I would definitely read up on patient zero stuff. Um, a lot. I, even I was diagnosed with an illness before COVID hit that was unrecognizable. Right. Right. I remember it vividly. I, I yeah. was having fevers. If you remember, yeah. I had fevers for six months and it was, yeah. and, and I, and, and it was devastating. It's like, I, I was having a hard time working. I was having a hard time, you know, living normally because I was right. always had a fever. And um, you're like me, you run a low temp anyway. Right. So anytime yeah. we get over, you know, like 90, you know, 95, we're like screwed, man. You know, it's a little higher than that, but yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not I mean, dying. No, no, but it affects us so bad that it's absolutely brutal. You know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, no, I, I would, I would just look into patient zero stuff a little bit. Um, there's been books written about it 
And those unknown illnesses before COVID may just be that. Right. Even if they're sort of similar. Yeah. Because there, there, there is some pretty hard evidence about patient zero and patient zero did not what, what they think was not around before 2020. Yeah. So has a lot to do with, um, people who were visiting for major worldwide conventions. If, if, if you look into it, um, they talk a lot about that. They talk about, uh, the spread through cities. Yeah. Um, and there's conspiracies based on that. So there's right. (laughs) I mean, you were at a convention. I, I remember. No, 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 but that I didn't have, we didn't have any effects of that. The convention that was here in Tucson, was a um god what was it it was a poker convention a poker convention that got the spread going was, in Tucson. and it was it was right arizona's right next door to nevada and you know where no it was right the- right before it was right yeah. before yeah mm-hmm. no but it was a big one at one of the casinos there and i remember the no outbreak. no 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 it was it wasn't I'm, I'm talking about in tucson and it was oh okay and it, and it was at the convention center. And yeah. the thing that's crazy is the place that you stayed in Tucson. Yeah. Was where most of the people who went to that convention that were considered to be those, some of those patient zeros stayed. And oh. you were there and you were there after you didn't get sick. No, I didn't. I remember that. Vividly. Weird, huh? Like, yeah, like it's weird, like he, how, how close to home, like you're like, whoo, right. <laughs> <laughs> Bart put it. Uh, this is interesting. The fact that COVID just went away is kind of unsettling. It did. Right. I mean, we don't hear. No, nothing. I don't. I don't think COVID went away. Well, we're not hearing like we were. I mean, we're not like out no, buying. The, 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 well, they, the 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 media has different stories yeah um i was gonna ask not to switch up the whole story but i I was gonna go on to another story but first actually gonna have you replay one of the clips you that you had earlier okay uh the, the the press secretary i've actually got some financial news that just literally just breaking news okay all right, let me go ahead and, uh, okay, here we go. Let's go ahead and play that clip again. That's binomics in action. And the American people are beginning to feel binomics. Okay, there you go. Binomics, right? So go ahead, Scott. Let it rip. We have, uh, we have uh, Mr. Jerome Powell had made an announcement today. Um, and we'll get to it right here. Let's Let's do a little picture of him later. He's a happy little guy. Um, <laughs> happy little so, guy. Aberrant, welcome so back. So the U.S. Federal Reserve has now raised the interest rates by another quarter. That brings it to 5.5%, the highest level in 22 years. Wow. So that means, okay, so that means the interest level is at five and a half percent. Okay. So now you go into the banks and the mortgages and this and that. Now you're into a credit worthiness thing. 
So at five and a half percent, right? You're going to see probably no one's getting five and a half percent, right? No, 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 no. What's a baseline at the best you're going to get? Probably. I I would, I would think with you might, there might be somebody who's willing to go within a percent of that. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm talking about perfect, probably like corporate level, right? Right. Corporate real estate. So you're talking six and a half percent normal out there. You're probably going to see eight and a half, nine. I'm going right? to look it up. Let's look it okay. up real quick. Let's I look mean, it up right not? now. Yeah. So we're going back into their, the early 2000s right now where we're going to probably see 11 and 12 out there. Right. Um, national average is 7.2. Okay. As of right now. Um, uh, refinances are 7.44 national mm-hmm. average so that's what you're that's what you're looking at i i'm figuring around eight mm-hmm. yeah um i was gonna see if i could get a breakdown by like credit score because that might be uh, that, that's where i was going you know because right? that's less that's than perfect what. let's see if i could find something uh geez I can't find, so I'm I am finding uh, 7.64. I'm seeing, okay. um, but I'm not really seeing like the less than perfect, but we're looking, you're, you're going to be lucky to get something in the sevens. If you buy a house, I'm looking at it right now. 8% is about where you're going to the average right now. Okay, say you're sitting at uh what's the minimum getting a house? 620 something like that, right? It's showing uh yeah, you want to be no, you want to be higher than that. 620 uh is maybe a go. Basement level. Basement. Yeah, I know, it's still yeah, it's 620 you're probably not going to get a house. They're at t- okay. they're going to have you work on it. Um, right. You got to be, I, I would say 680. 680. Be, yeah, that's where you're going to okay. want to be. They're showing they're showing 620 to 639 current as of right now at 8.1. 620 to 639 is 8.1. 640 to 659, you're going to get about 7.55. 660 to 679 is 7.02. 680 to 699, you're going to get about a 6.81 out there. I, right. I, I'm going to say those are conservative numbers. Does that sound about right? Uh, that's right. being conservative. So you're probably going to look at the you know just everyday joe out there trying to buy a house right it's probably going to be eight and a half to ten yeah they, they they do the mark at 620 it's an absolute no it's not work on this it's 620 is the absolute no mark right like don't come back here until it's it's higher than that as you hit the, and this is a the qualifying from a bank at 660 you are considered to be good, uh, but you're going to have trouble qualifying. Wow. 
So not until you hit 725 is it slapped down on the table. But I do know that if you have 680, if you if you start getting into the high sixes, there yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be some banks that are gonna go. Oh, I'll, I'll someone's do that. gonna jump. Yeah, yeah, someone's gonna jump because you have to really think. It's like you're offering that on the table and people are bidding on you, right? Yeah. So it's, it's taking the risk. Someone's gonna take the risk on you at that. Point. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm assuming you're like you said. I think. If you're in that 680 to like maybe 730 area, I think you're probably end up being over 8% per yeah. house. Yeah, which so. is crazy. Well, let's go back to that clip again. That's binomics in action. And the American people are beginning to feel binomics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're feeling it. You're feeling it. Just killed the American dream. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, so cool. Wow. It's so cool. It, it's yeah. absolutely cool. Yeah. Killing the American dream out there. Want to buy a house with a white picket fence? Sorry. I just, I don't know. Bidenomics. Um, how can you say that with a straight face? What? <laughs> I love it. The binomic beginning to feel binomics. <laughs> you know what? I was actually wondering that myself, Russell. Was she ever the in the South Carolina beauty pageant? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, man, we're we're hitting the skids here, people. Ah, <laughs> uh, it really sucks. It really sucks. You, you know what's funny, Scott? is I keep getting emails trying to refi. I'm like, what the hell? Are you, why would you want a mortgage? Why would you want to do it? Let's, let's go ahead and just kick ourselves while we're down. I mean, they're going to make it to where I think we're going to go into, do you remember in, uh, Scott, think about this. Okay. Uh, around, I think it was running basically Oh two to Oh seven area when, it was just the mortgages were screaming out there. They were doing the interest only loans. They were doing blah, blah, blah. They were throwing all sorts of stuff. And then it all hit and uh, everyone, the market crashed out there. You know, everyone was losing homes. No one could hang on. Uh, yeah. There you go, Bart. Oh, eight. Yeah. Um, the subprime mortgage scandal that I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do think that that is like outside of the scope of anything that's going on now. Yeah. They have regulations that will make sure that it never happens like that again. Right. Right. And it's funny. I use that analogy that they're basically betting on you. Like, I'll take that bet. Right. Right. Back Throw the then, I mean, it really was. It was spinning the roulette wheel with, with just a bunch of families on it. Like, oh, one made it, so the rest of them go to hell. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what they were doing, too. You know, we right. imploded in our own country just in family housing. It was awful. It was absolutely awful, man. Right. It was. Um. Yeah. What else you got going, Scott? Are we, um, uh, no, I'm just really into binomics right now. 
I, I know. That's because uh, are you are you going? Uh, am I going to Bidenomics? Bidenomics. I was thinking about it. Bidenomics. 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 Right. Go to the party, man. You go. Are you into this party or what, man? Are you oh, into this party? Are there going to be cocktails? <laughs> I'll follow Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Cocktails and crab cakes. <laughs> Techno Bidenomics. There you go, lucky me. <laughs> that needs to be your intro, dude. <laughs> I don't know. We've had a we've had a great show today. I tell you what, we've went everywhere from Bidenomics to uh Men in Black, man. You know? I mean, come on. Right? Yep. Um I have I have I have a You got some men in black? No, no. I actually have breaking news that just hit and it's probably gonna wrap up our show for okay. today. Um, I was digging men in black. Uh this just this is this just came, this just came through uh, about an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, just in Mitch McConnell suddenly stopped speaking and appeared unwell at a GOP press conference. Uh, check out, check out this video. I know you guys can't see it. They definitely look it up if you're interested. Uh, we can go ahead and play the clip, but he does not look good. It looks like he's was about to die. Like almost like he's having a stroke. Okay. Let me go ahead and play the clip here. Let's do it. Bipartisan cooperation and a string of uh, uh, he just got deer in the headlights and he had just recovered from a concussion or something didn't he not uh, uh, I don't think that's deer in the headlights no something just hit him yeah maybe he saw a ghost or something no he's in bad shape dude he just like went pale white wow yeah. uh, no reaction just like face reaction gone emotion gone. right it just like i like 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 uh i i, I can't people describe that but like you know, just everything drops right yeah right? you just it's lost like, connection like Miss Dixie said like, she was just watching like he just lost complete complete loss yeah almost like that that's a good way to describe it almost like everything about him just completely disconnected right and he's just sitting there rocking back and forth um yeah so that's breaking news uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll look and see if there's any more on that I don't even have a uh uh, links too many links on this yet no um, i don't know if anybody knows anything about his condition or or where he's at right now or if they just shuffled him off they were kind it of does to me it looks like almost like i've heard people describe aneurysms or strokes mild yeah wow i'm still i'm just re-watching that clip right now right crazy 
Right. They're they're literally they're yeah. That's not good any way you look at it. No. All right. Um yeah, possible stroke. Who knows? Uh yeah. Well, Shane and Suzy are pointing that out. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Bad news. Bad news. Uh well, I guess we'll find out. We'll just keep up and uh follow along with it, see if we get an update on it. Um Yeah, he did. He did the cattle shuffle. I mean they're they're literally I mean I I rather him just resign. I don't really want him to die. No. No. To be no, fair. But I rather will on anyone. Just, but yeah. You know, just just make it happen and move on. That that's crazy. Right. Just the look on his face is just gone. Total disconnect. Like he's still trying to figure out what he's going in the the uh people behind him. Let me see if I could put a uh he did look real frail in that. Um do you have a link to that? You could throw it out there. Uh, Bart says it's out on YouTube out there. Yeah, you can find you can find it if you just look up yeah. uh Mitch McConnell stop speaking. I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah. Interesting. All right. You want to do a last minute scan to see if we got anything else out there, Scott? Well, no, that's that's all we got. Um Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's the latest and greatest out there. All right. Well, we uh we finished off with um some men in black news. We got some uh Yeah, today was uh, we should just call I'll just call this episode today Ripple in the Water. What do you think? Cuz we threw some ripples out there today. <laughs> Everyone, make sure you guys share this show out there and uh, get them interested in the Pulse Headline News, the not-so-normal news show. Uh, I I will. I will call this the Ripple in the Water show today. Uh, Thank you, Ms. Badlove. Let's uh, go ahead and just wind this thing down here. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Today is double show Wednesday for us tonight. Uh, We have the Variety Show kicking off at 6.30 p.m. Alaska time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And I am going to let you know, we have a new book reading tonight. That's right. Some of the books are trickling in. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to do our intellectual reading today, uh, tonight. (laughs) Come on and join us tonight at, like I said, 6.30 p.m. Alaska time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, where we will have an all-star panel, as always. Uh, we've got a great panel that's going to show up with us. And, uh, of course, my my partner in crime will be here, Tucson Scott, as well. Uh, so we're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> Bart, look at what, did you see what Bart wrote, Scott? <laughs> Is it Kevin grabs a cocktail? <laughs> we need to write one. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, let's let's go. <laughs> Cocktail. <laughs> Cocktail party in Bangkok. That's what you look for. Anyway, I bet you if you type that into AI, it'll pull him up. <laughs> Never mind. You're so wrong. Why you got to think like that, Scott? Mm. Well, Let's do it to it. Let's go ahead and wind this thing down. Uh, Eric, you got any uplifting uh, final words for everyone? Well, I mean, 
Well, I know that, you know, I know hopefully everybody's enjoying this final full week of July, but I know with the variety show tonight, I know the, the biggest reminder is be there or be square. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us up here on the panel, Eric. But um, but I'll see y'all again at the old man's podcast show tomorrow morning. Hopefully y'all be Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's get it going here. Uh, Scott, you got some final words for the day here? Uh, let me see what I have. Um, we did save some stuff. Did you? Really? Yeah, I did. Um, all right. You, you ready for yeah, this one? I'm always ready. Let's see. If most of us remain ignorant of ourselves, it is because self-knowledge is painful and we prefer the pleasures of illusion. <laughs> That's pretty heavy, dude. <laughs> well, well we, we had a UFO here. We did. We did. We had the, the UFO hearing today. All righty. Let's go ahead and uh, we can roll this thing out. <laughs> All right, let's do it here. Here we go. First of all, I want to thank you all for joining us here at the Pulse Headline News. Today's Wednesday, July 26th. We've had a great show here today. I do got some final words for you here during the rollout. Don't let yourself be controlled by three things. People, money, or past experiences out there. Don't count your days, people. Make those days count. That's coming for me out there. We got some wonderful creators here in the room. Let's recognize them right now. Marley773, the Underground Shuffle, is in the room. Give him a click and a follow. That's right. His new season has kicked off. Do it to it. Check out his show out there. Also, we got Humble Dog in the room. Give him a click and a follow. Great shows to follow as well. Uh, Aberrant's in the room. Thank you. Miss Dixie, Shane the Bald Guy, 86 Bad Love. Give her a click and a follow too. Check it out. She's got a great show too. We also got our executive producer, Miss Susie, in here. Eric Kirk, the Podfather. Lucky me. Shep. The Bart is in the room. Nana Rick's here. We also got the king of overnight podcasting. Russell with the outside of normal. Daddy Hoff's in here. Paul the big gun. Give him a click and a follow. He's throwing some shows out as well. All right. Let's talk about some podcasts out there. First of all, we got the old man's podcast. Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Alaska time, 10 a.m. Eastern. Kick your morning off right with the old man's podcast. That's right. He'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, outside of normal with Russell, the king of overnight podcasting. Also, we got the Shep Shack. Click on him. Give him a follow. Amber May. Make sure you guys check out the Amber May show out there. Please do. Uh, Humble Dog, uh, Miss Hanny J with the TRL, the Total Request Line. She's throwing some shows out there as well. Caps is out there. KAPZ, you know, check Caps out as well. Our brother from Across Many Pines. Uh, Ponds, Pines, you know. <laughs> let's have some fun with it that's all right it's wednesday it's hump day people it's been a great day here um i got uh i got one more song for you guys on the way out here and uh you know this show was brought to you by the good people at clear sky lodge ninana depot and ninana repair we thank them for all they do for here's the show all you listeners out there thank you for all the engagement uh and the love that you show for us here at the Pulse. From myself, Denali Burrow Brett, along with Tucson Scott, 
and executive producer, Miss Susie. We'll see you guys tonight on the Variety Show. Like I said, 6.30 p.m. Alaska time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Let's roll out with a song. I think REM is uh, definitely, uh, definitely what we uh, what we see right now. It's the end of the world. Let's do it. Thank you all. Be kind. Be safe out there. Daddy Hoff, thank you, brother. And we'll see you guys all out on the beam.
All right, everybody, be kind, be safe out of there, out there, somewhere, you know, watch them cocktails out there. (laughs) Have a great afternoon. We'll see you all tonight as a variety show. We're out of here. That's all, folks.